What's up, visionary? I am Cleet Davis, your vision actualization mentor. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, this show was designed to help you break down any barriers keeping you from building the vision you have for your life. And today, we're going to be talking about something that we have all faced as visionaries at one point in our lives. And that is the question, what do you do? Our guest on the show today is Quinn Conyers. I brought Quinn on the show because we've all faced the question, what do you do before? And this could kind of be a complicated question to answer sometimes, especially if you're a budding visionary, because you don't know how to exactly articulate what you do in a concise and compelling manner that you think the other person would like to hear. You kind of just freeze up and say something that you're used to and go on default or completely fumble over yourself. Maybe I'm the only one that's done this before, but I think I'm not alone here. I met Quinn at an event in Baltimore and she completely blew my mind with her presentation on how to communicate your value to others. And she brought up this specific concept that I really wanted to dive into in this episode. And that is called your verbal business card. Look, guys, if you want to be able to clearly communicate what you do, verbalize your value, have people begging you to hire you or collaborate with you and ultimately turn your future conversations into cash then you need to stay tuned in for the next couple of minutes and hear what Quinn has to say. It will help you a bunch. Trust me. All right, let's get into this episode. I want you to first kind of dissect and define what exactly is a verbal business card if someone's never heard that before. So a verbal business card is a clear, concise, and compelling way to answer the question, what do you do? And the reason why it's so important and the reason why I work with my clients to create it is because in this day and age of business, we focus on a lot of things that are really needed, but we don't spend as much time on the things that are necessary. So what happens is as an entrepreneur, as a speaker, you know, even as a person who's working in a, in a career, we focus so much attention into like what we look like on paper, whether it's a resume, whether it is social media or even a website. However, I believe that people, when they first meet you, you're the spokesperson for your business. So a lot of times, even before someone gets to your website or your resume or your social media platform, they're meeting you first. So we want to make sure that we can, you know, have a good impression, a great, a lasting impression before that person heads on over to, you know, whatever physical, tangible things that kind of tell them about you. So that's the verbal business card, being really, really clear about who you are, who you serve and being able to verbalize that value. Because a lot of us know that we're awesome and amazing, but we can't explain it to others. And that's right. where I come in. And that's my superpower. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So like you have it all on paper, you know, mm -hmm. you're awesome. You know, you have these this skill set and everything. But when that question asks, is asked, what do you do? It kind of frees up for a second and time slows down for a little bit. And you're like, oh, my gosh, what do I say? Yeah. Um, so how do how does one go about forming and creating this verbal business card? 
So that's a good question. So it's a, it, it's one of those things that when people hear it, they try to kind of go and do it themselves. And I always say they end up coming back to me anyway. So it is a skill that I teach for that person. I have a really, really good gift of hearing what someone thinks that they do and really being able to succinctly summarize that in a way, like I said, that's clear, concise, and compelling. But it, it, it's loaded in a way, I call it like an elevator pitch on steroids because it makes the person that you're talking to self-identify. So what makes the verbal business card very different from any other like elevator pitch or business pitch that you commonly hear about is number one, it speaks to the person that you serve, right? So if you ask me what I do, which I'm sure you're going to ask me, the way that I answer the question really calls out the person that I serve, mm. the person that I truly, you know, do. So the second part of what makes the verbal business card so just amazing that it is designed for people to go from interested to invested to working with you. So once they hear what exactly you do in their mind, this is all happening. They're like, oh my gosh, I think I need him. I think I need her because you're, you're positioning it in a way that if this is for you, you're going to self-identify. And last but not least, the reason why the verbal business card is so powerful is what I do is I actually remove what I call discount dialect and I replace that with luxury language. So a lot of people are, again, are amazing at what they do, but the way that they're representing their business is also kind of disrespectful. They're not speaking to their greatness. They're using words and phrases that really kind of downplay their greatness. And I get rid of all those words like help. And I have a whole list of those words. Oh, I help people start their own business or I help people live their very best life. And it's like help is like a charity word to me in business. Um, and then I replace those words with luxury language. And that is words and phrases that get people's eyes to light up, to get their spirits involved. Like, oh my gosh, where have you been? Like just words that really speak to that greatness that we don't commonly always hear. So my goal is to teach people really how to verbalize their value and get rid of the generic and boring and basic titles that we are commonly using to describe our greatness and our brilliance and really use words and language that edify who we are and what we do and the clients and the customers that we serve. Right. And I'm a, I'm a person that kind of like loves to learn through um, case studies and like examples. Would you, do you have like a, off the top of your head, I know you talk about this stuff all the time, so you might like an example of what you mean when you say this, like a, like a hypothetical situation. Oh, no, no, no. I can give you real situations. Okay, so, great. Yeah, yeah, awesome. yeah, got you. <laughs> so, for example, um, one of my clients, uh, she's a virtual assistant. So, she was like, I just feel like I, I, I tell everybody I'm a virtual assistant. And people are like, uh, yeah, I don't need a virtual assistant. Or I want to go and pay somebody $5 an hour. So, what she was saying to that question, what do you do, was I'm a virtual assistant. After working with me, we came up with something like, I structure and organize the details of really, really visionary entrepreneurs so they can focus on what they're good at and I can make sure that that actually happens. So it's the oh. summary of that. So instead of just saying I'm a virtual assistant, you know, um, we talked about how she manages the details of entrepreneurs with big visions so they can focus on their calling. That's what it was. I manage the details of entrepreneurs with big visions so they can focus on their calling. Does that make sense? Wow. Yeah. That's like so much more enticing and like, oh, well, well, you might be able to help me type thing. Yeah. 
Correct. And the reason why hers was so important and the language was so um, direct is she works with a lot of people like me. I'm super extroverted. I see A through Z, but I don't see any letters in between. So somebody like her who's detail oriented would be a good match for me. Also, she's a Christian based entrepreneur and she didn't want to put like God all over it, you know? So we ended up using the word so they can focus on their calling. Now, if you are a believer, you understand what a calling is. Mm. You understand? So sometimes we don't have to slap a what would you just do bracelet on our business to show people like whose side we're on but we can do it in a way that still kind of you get the gist so that was one person was a virtual assistant another person uh he was a photographer and he was just getting so frustrated he was just about to quit and i think he came to like one of my workshops and saw me speak about the verbal business card he was like "I i just all i can say is that i'm a photographer you know what i mean he's like i could not get anything else around it and i feel like i'm being replaced by smartphones that people don't want to hire me anymore because they feel like they can use their cell phone or their own devices to kind of capture you know pictures right so after working with me we came up with the verbal business card i capture the memories of families who want to leave a legacy long after they're gone wow So again, if you want someone to just take pictures, hire a photographer. But if you want someone to capture the legacy of your family, then you want to hire me. So a step I do even more than that is show people how to use the verbal business card. So it's not just you just mutter this thing off, you know, it's about how do you position yourself. So my goal is to make sure that if you are in a room and everybody does the same thing that you do, that they're going to be beige and black. My goal is to make sure that what you do is red hot, that they can't ignore you. So I don't care if you're at the National Association of Photographers, you know, (laughs) what you say will be different because we really capture and focus on what you really do so when we're talking and you know we were having our session together i'm like oh no you capture you know the legacy of families and he just was like i never thought about it like that i'm like yeah no this is my gift i told you this is my superpower you know this is what i do so that is you know just kind of two examples and i have a whole bunch of them that you know people have you know really came out just with clarity and confidence to really go into this marketplace especially when there's so many people doing something you know similar and really kind of having that competitive advantage. Yeah, that is so powerful. And I and even just you knowing that you had this verbal business card in your back pocket gives you like another level of confidence in your interactions in general because you know you can articulate your value. Correct. Yeah. You got it. Absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. Wow, wow. And and for the person, I know this question is going to come up because I was this at one point and, and still to a certain extent, depending on what room I am, I'm, I am in, I still am. Um, for the person that is kind of just starting something, like they're just getting started and they, and someone asks what they do and, you know, they don't have a lot of, you know, uh, they don't have a portfolio necessarily maybe yet. How do they go about saying what they do confidently still, even though they just are getting started? Well, it's not even about having portfolio. It's about understanding what your value is. So even though I talk a lot about the verbal business card, what I'm really doing is providing clarity and confidence to people when they answer that question. So if you know what it, what's the end result, like don't think about what you do. Think about what is it? What's the end result that people are going to experience after working with you and focus on that? And sometimes that's even how I position, you know, you know, if somebody says, you know, what do you speak about, Quinn? And I'll say, you know, after people hear me speak, they will know exactly how they can make money speaking, even if no one is paying them up front. 
that is one of my verbal business cards. Mm -hmm. So I'm kind of telling you the result of what I do, you know, without even telling you what I do. It's, 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 it's meant to pique curiosity. So if you're just starting out, like focus on if someone says yes to me, if someone hires me, if someone gives me cash, gives swipes their credit card with me, what is the end result on how their life is going to be different, special, unique, enhanced focus on that. And the reason why I say that is because I know so many people who truly go out and just spend so much money on things and they still haven't mastered that. So they have to rebrand anyway. Because they didn't get it right the first time. First time, yeah. Oh, yeah, I know that story. Oh, my. I've been there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. And um, I want to ask this question, too, because I feel like it could come up quite often, especially with someone. And I know from hearing you speak, you were in this situation before, too, of, of transitioning. So, like... This is the Build Your Vision podcast. Everyone has a vision, and that could vary from who you are as an individual. But let's say someone's working a job that they're not so passionate about, but, you know, it's it's getting the job done. It's it's a job. And someone asks them what they do. Uh, do they go with the job, or do they say the passion project that they're still currently transitioning into? Like, Ooh, you feel kind of like, oh, I'm not there yet, but I'm here. I'm, yeah. What will they respect? Will they, what would they think of me when I say this? Blah, blah, blah. How does someone go about that dynamic? It depends what room you're in. Mm, okay. So it's not a, a one size fits off. I'm in a room. And the reason why the verbal business card converts so well with getting me customers and clients and also getting my clients customers and clients is because we are in the right room. Once you know who you serve, you need to be in those rooms. So if you have your work hat on, then you wouldn't say a necessarily a different you know, verbal business card if you're at a work function. But if you're at a networking event because you're trying to build your business or your side hustle, then you absolutely need to wear your verbal business card hat for your passion project. Ah, got you. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So you need to you need to know like you know when you're going into certain rooms where you are. Like again, if you're going into if you're going to a a industry specific uh conference that's work related, then if people are asking you what do you do, you're like, I'm a photographer, but it has nothing to do with the conference that you're at, it probably wouldn't make sense. Um, but you really want to make sure that again, you're saying what you most of us have are multi-talented. Most of us have more than one verbal business card. You understand? So with that being said, it's like, when do I pull which one out of my back pocket? And yeah. it's about knowing, you know, where you are. Again, my whole thing is getting entrepreneurs and speakers to use their voice. But I do my verbal business card slightly different if I'm in a room full of entrepreneurs versus if I'm in a room full of speakers. But those are the two people that I serve. So I know which one, to, which hat to put on when I'm walking into that room. What if it's neither? What if it's like, uh, like, a random person that you meet that has no type of impact on your on either side of what you do like what if it's just neutral then i would go with my passion project okay every day because that's that's what that most people have a passion project that's where they ultimately want to be and the job is the investor it's just the means to the end so you go with you leave with your passion in your heart always so when in doubt you focus on your passion project got you that's for so years, good to know, yeah. Yeah, for years when I was working a nine to five, nobody knew it. People thought I was a full-time entrepreneur long before I became a full-time entrepreneur mm -hmm. because the hat and the, that I always wore was my business because at one point I am going to transition. Mm -hmm. And it did happen. And then it was it was so seamless that it didn't seem it wasn't it it wasn't 
like a real red flag for anybody because it's like oh wow she does that it's like i that's all they knew me for they're like oh wait you have a nine to five right you know because <laughs> i was very not i was very intentional about what i wanted to be known for yeah i that's i think that's just gonna open unlock some some gears in some people's minds because i feel like so many people feel like they have to kind of justify where they're currently at instead of focusing where they want to be mm-hmm. and and you say, well, you know, I do this, but I also try to do this. And then when you say your passion project, I feel like you kind of delegitimize it a little bit because you started off with something else and you didn't show, you know, that this is what I do type of thing. Yes, absolutely. And what I call that is a product puker. And that's the person who they mean well, but they do so many different things that they want to tell you everything to see which one you like the most. Yeah, exactly. And then they just kind of give you everything to kind of see. But like I said, people either remember what you say first or what you say last. Usually we lose them in the middle, you know? So what you want to do is you always want to lead with where your heart is first. And that's usually somebody's passion project. Unless it's one of my corporate clients and they're just like, I just feel like, when I'm telling people what I do at work, they just don't understand, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so let me, I can work with them on that as well. And w- when someone is um, just like a takeaway that they could work on, and I know like I'm going to definitely put all your information into the show notes so people get in contact with you because I know they're going to want to after hearing this. <laughs> um, what should someone focus on when they are trying to write it out? Like, okay, I need to get this verbal business card down. I'm at my desk. I got my notebook paper. Where the heck do I start when I think about, okay, what is it that I'm going to pitch to people when they ask me what I do? I know I got to think about, of course, what I do and my services, but how do I go about just like getting it from my head to pen to paper? Ah, uh, that's what they call me. That's, oh. <laughs> that's, that's, I'm the secret sauce, but no, no, I am. Most, and most people have tried. I've had people like I've done, you know, different interviews and I've talked about this and they always end up circling back to me because they want feedback. They want to see if, does this make sense? You know, because again, what makes the verbal business cards so special, so different, so unique is it's clear, concise, and compelling. So most people have one or two of those. What they do is very clear, but it's super long. It's not concise oh, or yeah. it's concise. It's short, but it's not compelling. So you're walking around saying, oh, yeah, I'm a podcast. I I have a podcast. It's like, okay, Mm -hmm. you know, like it's Mm -hmm. not it doesn't have those three. But I would just say if you you really are trying to kind of figure this thing out on your own um, is to really just focus on number one. Be very intentional and very niche on who you serve, number one. And number two, I will focus on the result that you provide after they work with you. So what does that mean? That means most people, like, especially when I work with women, they all say, I work with women. You know what I mean? And I'm like, women are so diverse. Are these black women? Are these white women? Are these women 18? Because you could technically a woman at 18. Are these women 65? You know, are these women married? Are they single? Do they have children? How old are they? So really identifying what kind of women, you know, Um, so not just throwing a generic title i you know teach women how to you know live out their very best life so what kind of women oh i work with women who have suffered domestic violence that's different than just a regular woman because you might have to build her up a little bit after she's had some type of so really i would say focusing on like who that person is like i you know 
you like I think you you have a really good niche. You know what I mean as far as who you're you're servicing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would still work at that and like okay, how can we make sure that we really drill down and make sure that person is just like yes, he is talking to me. You know because that's the language and then also what they are going to get, what they're going to experience, what they're going to feel after working with you. Got it. So got it with me. I teach entrepreneurs how to profit from public speaking so they can get paid on their own platform, even if no one pays them up front. Who am I working with? Entrepreneurs, right? Mm -hmm. What kinds of entrepreneurs? Apparently, it's entrepreneurs who are speaking. Not every entrepreneur wants to speak, right? Right. And then what is the result after working with me? That they would know how they can make money speaking, even if no one is paying them up front. Why is that attracted to the entrepreneur because most of them have thought throughout their life the only way that they can make money speaking is if somebody pays them and here i come completely just debunking that myth in the verbal business card right so they know exactly who i'm talking to and they know that if they work with me that what the experience is going to be and then my other verbal business card is simply i teach entrepreneurs and speakers how to turn conversations into cash how do i do that with a verbal business card yeah wow okay thank you so much Wow. Wow, wow, wow. I hope you were taking notes. If you weren't taking notes, it's okay because it's on demand. You could just go back and play it again and, and take notes this time. First time you were just getting it all in. Next time you're going to start planning. Look, if you want to get in contact with Quinn, I completely understand. She is amazing. She has a knack and a gift. I put her information to contact her in the show notes in description. You definitely want to go ahead and do that. If this helped you in any way, please leave a five-star rating in iTunes. I greatly appreciate it because it helps us get the word out for the show even better in the iTunes podcast library. I hope you go into your next conversation feeling more confident about what you do and the value that you bring to this world as a visionary. I will talk to you guys next week, but until then, keep building your vision every single day. Peace. Hey guys, Clee here. Thanks so much for listening to the Build Your Vision podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I would think you did if you stayed all the way to the end. The best thing that you could do to help support this show is by sharing it with somebody. By you just taking a few seconds to recommend this show to somebody, you are making a huge impact, not only on the success of this show, but possibly on that person's life. Hey guys, Clee here. Thanks so much for listening to the Build Your Vision podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I would think you did if you stayed all the way to the end. The best thing that you could do to help support this show is by sharing it with somebody. By you just taking a few seconds to recommend this show to somebody, you are making a huge impact, not only on the success of this show, but possibly on that person's life.